what the hex your source for warhammer underworlds in under 30 amazing in faction upgrades i'm your co-host davy with me as always and my co-host who just considers my death the price of victory <laughs> <laughs> phil how are you doing <laughs> I, i'm doing pretty good uh i wasn't expecting that one <laughs> uh we are coming at you for context. We are recording on August 9th. What's that you say? Your last episode was August 9th, too. That's oh, correct. No. Uh, Phil and I are both doing some traveling. Uh, me, I'll be gone for a couple of weeks. And so we're having to record out ahead of time. Uh, rather than dump these both at the same time, we kind of like to spread our content out. Um, it, uh, that may be the way some people like it. Maybe some people want it all at once. Uh so we, we just kind of do it the way we do to, to try and keep you with that uh, steady flow. Yep. Um, Drip feed. Yep. Uh, as promised, we'll be talking about the deck that I built for our championship game played last episode. If you haven't heard that, you can listen to us recount the battle of uh, Starblood Stalkers versus Hexbane's Hunters. Uh, and uh, like I said, we're literally immediately following episode 84. So... Um, Phil, uh, what the heck's been going on with you since we last recorded? Whoa. Well, uh, <laughs> lots of technical difficulties, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. that's about it. Uh, so that's, uh, that's what we've been up to is uh, just uh, rolling right into this episode. But uh, we did have a community shout out we wanted to hit uh, real quick. It's something that would be easy to kind of overlook in all the excitement of these new releases. Um, but uh, Wath Lab uh, has finished his chosen axes overhaul. Uh, yeah. yeah, a really cool project and like a really a labor of love sort of went in card by card, fighter by fighter, talked about like a guiding philosophy. He's like, what, what would this warband look like if it was designed today rather than in season one? Like what, what does it need to be to be not like S tier beating the entire world, but just to be competitive and, um, and I'm built with some of the design philosophies that they have kind of, uh, worked into because the the developers have learned uh along with us as they've kind of worked on the game so yeah um he's uh put links to that up in the uh the most common discords you'd encounter and um uh, most of those if you're having trouble finding it let us know it's a little uh, slightly more tricky to find otherwise for people who don't uh frequent reddit like uh yeah. like me uh, <laughs> so but I, I will uh, we'll look to have a link to it in our show notes or in the uh, uh, episode post on the website. So uh, really cool. And uh, Phil, he uh, he kind of implied the next warband he might take a look at with it is Garrick's Reavers. <laughs> oh man! So. Well, don't touch them because they're great the way they are. <laughs> Although yeah. uh, I. My my luck seems to have run out with them a little bit. The last two mm -hmm. games I've played with them, I've gotten stomped. So, oh no! Yeah, Good. it's kind of surprising. Okay, um, I will say Wormspat is an especially bad matchup for them, even with the new deck that I built. Oh sure, uh, you got to to pure carnage. You got to get them down to just one survivor on the whole board, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they they don't go down easy. Um, no. Those, no. those damage reductions really hurt. So notoriously, so yeah, uh, it was it was interesting. Um, okay, okay, made some bad plays too. But I, I mean, it was like I have not played this matchup in ages. What does this yeah. gonna look like? And I just got blown apart. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right. whoops. Uh, so I, I'd like to play them again. Well, that's how you learn, I guess. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Uh, let's debrief that a little bit more. Uh, another, maybe off air or something like that. I'd like to I'd be interested in uh, digging into that some. So. Sure. All right. But yeah, we got, we got a, we got a deck to pick apart here. Yeah, we do. Uh, so this is a deck I put together, um, uh, with my bare hands because uh, these cards are, uh, not animal. on, <laughs> yeah. uh, and this was uh, kind of looked at them, and I said they, they get all these benefits for dying. Um, they they have a lot of things that kind of lean into that. Let's uh, let's see if we could lean into that a little bit more uh, and try a pure carnage build or a build in general that uh, that acknowledges the fact that you're going to be losing fighters along the way. So yeah. uh, that was the guiding principle of this. And then I thought a little bit of flavor in there was you actually have a fair amount of uh, movement flexibility with those dogs. So wanted to keep that in mind as well. Um, and so we'll get into it. I think what we're going to do is we're going to kind of cover the, uh, go card by card through, uh, what I built, uh, and then identify the ones that we think are like maybe edge cases or, or, uh, questionable choices or, uh, potentially, uh, potentially to be replaced by something. Uh, and then, uh, I figure out what you might want to salt in, uh, instead. And, uh, if you're listening along and there's a card that you are shouting at us to like, why didn't you include this? Uh, let us know, uh, on any, any of the many places you can talk to us, Twitter or in the discords or, uh, on Facebook, uh, at, uh, any of those options. Um, and then, uh, also any of our episodes that you can comment directly on the, on the, uh, website, whatever is easiest for you, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah. All right. Phil, you ready for it? Let's do it. Right, I think the best place to usually start with this is with the uh, the surges. So mm-hmm. the two the two that jumped out to me right away uh, were a, uh, a couple of uh, universals, and this is sudden revelation uh, and horrors in the dark. And these are uh, we all know sudden revelation at this point. If you uh, flip two or more feature tokens in a power step, you score it. Yep. Uh, that's something you can set up in a single activation courtesy of rat spike and grot biter. Uh, so good. Yep. The two new best boys in underworlds and then horrors in the dark. Very similar. If you, uh, if you get the tokens kind of in a spot that you want, you can, uh, charge one of your hunters forward, take a shot with them. Uh, I kind of like Pac for this. Uh, and then Pac sets up on that is kind of got a lot of, uh, tankiness and then sends a dog onto one of the other ones. So, if you're really lucky, you can even get a support out of it. So think about where you're placing your cover hexes, put them in a spot that uh, a dog could get to and support somebody who's maybe starting out. So, um, pretty solid. Yeah, it felt, it felt good. It felt like, uh, uh, pretty scorable and then didn't need dice to go a particular way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these are, these are just common staples right now. Cover is sort of the name of the game and, uh, they're just so easy. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a, a fine place to start with pretty much any warband in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one was since I am going for that pure carnage build and expecting to lose fighters, I did uh, spend one of the three restricted slots on everything to prove. Uh, we also all know this. Uh, get it after an activation if the opponent has the primacy token. Yep. Unless, unless somebody plays a card that turns you one of your people into a quarry. Uh, I don't have anything that does that in here. I kind of, uh, didn't find the space for it. And so you'll, you'll never get it for having the primacy unless your opponent somehow helps you out. Yeah. Um, with all your fighters being 
two wounds or three wounds, it feels like you're going to take some one-shot kills. Uh, curiously, in our game, it did not ever actually happen because <laughs> of the number of times yeah. I got pinged, but uh, it is what it is. Sort of an interesting one there because uh, Stalkers might be one of those like l- very low damage warbands. Um, mm. I don't know of how many other warbands really don't have too many other two damage fighters. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's especially egregious when uh, Clacktrock is not, not <laughs> finding his hits. So. Yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, the next two are cards that are built around the fact that I'm going to be taking a lot of swings. Uh, I, mm-hmm. It's a it's a warband that wants to be fighting. It's happy to be mixing it up and losing people, so getting into dangerous spots. So uh, Contest that Equals is in there. Uh, that's a second restricted slot being spent on that. And that's for obvious reasons. You throw enough attacks, take enough attacks towards you. Uh, it's going to score. So yep. comes up. All uh, the time. Yep. Due process. Due process is a faction specific one of the surge hybrid score immediately after your war event makes a fourth or subsequent attack action in the same round or after the second or subsequent successful attack action made by your war band in the same round. So good. Uh, it is good. Uh, this is, there's no it's uh unlike the uh, let the blood flow which needs three different fighters to successfully attack for um uh, for reavers uh the successful part of this is just two attacks that succeeded they could be both by the same yeah. uh, fighter um you can include uh, reaction attacks in there so there's a retractable pistol we'll talk about later which can generate a lot of attacks uh and then there's that uh the uh uh stake that they can throw like Yep. Uh, making a point. Um, and so you can, you can kind of cheat out some, some more that way, but with some accuracy boosts, uh, the, the two success was not unreasonable, but it's nice to have the, uh, insurance policy of the, of the four total, uh, at the end. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so it's kind of going to happen, right? I mean, yep. You're, yep. you're doing one of those things one yep. way or another, <laughs> um, accelerates. If you've got scything, if Bridget gets her scything up, Oof. or if you happen to decide to, to put in, um, mighty swing so yeah mighty swing i think would be pretty hard for these guys they don't have a lot of range one but you could make it work yeah they got a couple uh pox is terrible the dogs are not good um i mean this i guess can kind of amos would be pretty accurate with his and then uh um you do have like the potential to do three damage with your um with your grievous he can Mighty swing a torch around with Haskell, but uh, yes, if he's already yeah. inspired, yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll get into that. Um, that leaves one more uh, surge, and I actually landed on reckless swing, and this is just because I've had kind of a, a soft spot for it lately, um, <laughs> where uh, you have that range one attack. It doesn't matter what it rolls. Uh, Phil, I'm going to flag this right out of the gate. I, I, this might be a questionable one. Um, there's uh you don't want to be taking attacks with the dogs if you don't have to although you can right like you yeah it's doable uh, but yeah it's and you can charge them in take that attack uh and then still be able to move them courtesy of your uh loyal hound ability so Mm -hmm. they're they're not stuck wherever they end up so it's not awful uh but also this is one uh, one aspect of this card that a lot of people overlook is that the uh, targeted fighter uh, has to have more supporting fighters than the attacker. And you can accidentally have, because of your hounds, if you're not careful, you can end up getting in a position where they yeah. actually have as many supports as you. Um, yes. So, 
I have tripped myself on this phrasing of this card many a time thinking <laughs> they've got a supporting fighter. Therefore, I will score reckless swing. Yeah. Forgetting that because of the way I position my attack, I have the same number of supporting fighters and cannot, in fact, score it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, after our match, I, I do kind of wonder how much you want uh, your objectives to be dictating your positioning with this warband as well. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, they're they're they've got the advantage of being able to shoot, so you don't have to be moving forward super aggressively. And um, y- you know they are a little bit fragile. You don't mm-hmm. want to just get blown apart. So I do kind of wonder if being able to hang back and you know feed off your stuff like sudden revelation um, to start things off is more efficient. Um, sure. It's not to say that reckless swing is bad. I think you can definitely run reckless swing with these guys and you'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's maybe better options. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk to me about some of those other options uh, while we're still on the surges. Do you do you have some other things that you uh, thought sure. about? Um, so maybe not necessarily better, but one that's maybe safer is uh, orchestrated kill. Mm. Um the dogs i was a little surprised actually this is something i hadn't realized before we played our game but like you pretty much always are going to have support as long as the dogs are alive and if your opponents are taking time to kill the dogs great and they still served their purpose they slowed things down yeah um i don't i don't usually like having kill surges just because it always feels a little rough but i think you're pretty much always going to have supports when you get kills with this warband. So this one doesn't feel so bad. Sure. Um, So that's one that I thought seemed pretty decent if you're going to look for a replacement. Yeah, there's uh, an infection kill surge that I think is uh, not not a terrible uh, shoot. I've got just a just a yeah. It's universals here. An eye for an eye. Is that the one? Yeah, I'm thinking of an eye for an eye. That's you got it. Uh, and this is uh, you killed somebody with an attack action, and you already have a friendly fighter out of action. And it's not a friendly hunter, which is uh, yeah. a little bit of a rarity with this. Often, it's important when you play this warband to kind of pay attention to saying uh, whether it says friendly uh, fighter or friendly hunter, um, because they they kind of it makes a big difference whether the dogs can be involved. So, uh, you will be losing fighters with this. And so as soon as you've lost one fighter, this is just, did you kill him with an attack action? Yeah. So, um, pretty decent, pretty decent. Um, and then I did flag a couple others. If you didn't necessarily want to have, uh, if you didn't want to have to have a kill surge um okay. i don't actually th- love any of these choices but i just included them as things to think about mm-hmm. um impending doom um kind of has the same problem as reckless swing actually uh it's dictating your positioning the dogs make it easy but you do have to be moving a friendly fighter forward mm-hmm. um i guess the way that you could maybe make this flex a little better is that it's going to come up a decent amount on your opponent's charges. Mm. And if Mm. they just fail to get a kill on you, then, you know, you just pick this up. Yeah. Um, Another one you, I think you'd have to change the approach of the deck 
wholesale for this to make sense. But because you can get free objective or free upgrades out, I also thought Prize Beyond Measure mm. is one that is not seen very often, but it would be fairly easy to, I think, make happen. Um, for folks who don't know, this is a surge that you can score immediately after an activation if you have a surviving friendly fighter holding an objective with three or more upgrades. Um, it's a lot of work for not a lot of payoff, mm. but when you have free upgrades, it's a little easier. So yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I've seen people use this a little bit with illusions sometimes where you can mm-hmm. uh, get them out early. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think illusions are a thing that you really need to do in this, in this particular deck. Although I wonder how, how deep down the rabbit hole could you go with like, Oh man, faction upgrades and illusions and you're you're playing illusions for free and throwing out oh boy (laughs) so Uh, i mean maybe or there's enough good illusions that you want to do that but (laughs) that's that's, that's fair that's fair um and then uh i i i've actually been souring a little bit on the card myself lately but uh branching fate is one that theoretically works for these guys Mm. um but it's just been so many times lately where i'm like this has a reasonable chance of just coming up and then it just doesn't i keep rolling like two smash in my three dice rolls and i'm just like well (laughs) here's branching fate continuing to clog my hand for the umpteenth time um and like, it's not a, even a bad thing to have happen. It's just that it's not scoring and it's not getting out of my hand. So, yeah, um, it's considering they have a lot of three dice attacks, uh, the uninspired sides, you can find yourself in a little bit of a jam because uh, Amos and the dogs aren't going to help. Not that you want to be attacking with the dogs anyway. Pac, if he's uninspired, he's not helping. Um, yeah. Uh, Bridget, actually, even uh, her, she'll have to use her axes if she's uninspired. So uh you're you're a little more limited in um which attack actions you can you can use to help you with this um so not super pumped about it um yeah i agree um just not just not really super happy with it as a card but it's like it's kind of always there as a free Mm -hmm. kind of option as long as you have some three dice attacks it's like well it might happen so yeah uh i thought a little bit and i see you flagged it too is loyal service and this is a surge for if you successfully uh if a an enemy's attack failed and you had a uh one or more supporting fighters uh and just with amos handing out supports on defense and uh the hounds being involved and there's also if a friendly companion's attack action takes a target out of action. Do <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I did eventually just be like, no, I don't, I don't. This, this is because Amos given somebody one extra support. Uh, if you're on yeah. one shield and a single support, it's still not great. So it's not great. Um, I flagged it as playable. It is definitely not a a strong choice. Is probably yeah. not one that I am considering putting back yeah. in. Um, so I think in that last spot, I think we're, we're kind of in that uh, reckless swing, or if you don't like it, then uh, orchestrated kill or impending doom, I think are, are uh, two real good options for you. Yep. Um, yep. I think there may even be, uh, I, I don't like this much movement, but uh, there's, there's always the uh, ever downwards. You have, you have a lot of people you can. Yeah. A bit faster. So uh, it's doable. Um, yeah. 
you can do it all in your territory too, which you could make it work. I think you, I think, I think if you're going to go that route, you again, probably are maybe structuring the deck differently. Um, trying for a more hold passive approach, but Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. it's definitely playable. It's playable. It's something you can consider. I, I didn't look super closely, but, uh, I'm pretty sure nothing from the new universal cards was even like a considerable option here. Uh, I I didn't see any of the surges that, uh, kind of lit my fire as far as, uh, that goes. So it's very, Uh, very odd. I expected there to be some new hotness to draw people's attention, but, uh, uh, very niche options, I think. That's something yeah. we can talk about more later, but uh, I was surprised. Yep. But that, uh, even with that one change, that doesn't change the glory total. So what are we, well, I guess we can talk end phases as well, but I don't actually think there's much to change here. Yeah. So uh, where I landed on end phases, we already talked about this uh, pure carnage being kind of the central concept of this deck. So that was in there. Um, that's, Kind of obvious. I used my last restricted slot on underdog, um, and this is yeah. Uh, people are familiar with this. It's if the enemy has primacy, or if they uh, have three or more uh, objective cards more than you. Um, it's mm-hmm. a bummer you have to score it that second way, but um, that seems reasonable. The real question is whether you think that uh, if you if you have something else you really want to spend that restricted on, then maybe you would revisit that. Um, and I, I think there may even be like a you know ditch everything to prove an underdog to take primacy back out of the mix and then lean on like impending doom you know like there's 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 a way to remove it from the mix if you if you think it's just not reliable enough but yeah there's that um we already know that there's a, a faction objective we talked about it last episode lives well spent this was uh two or more friendly hunters are out of action and you scored three or more objectives uh it feels like that's going to just kind of click along in anything where you're being, where somebody's fighting you at all. Um, that, yeah. that feels pretty doable. Uh, I've got uh, proof of guilt in there. This is the triple hybrid, um, where, uh, real reliable late where they're likely to have six objectives. Uh, and you may be able to get it early on if they're not being aggressive about leaving their territory or being hyper aggressive about leaving. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then these last two are a little more challenging, but I thought Fearless Seekers was pretty reasonable, especially with the Hounds. Um, all you have to do is have two or more friendly fighters on feature tokens in enemy territory. Uh, you're going to be able to keep kind of bopping those Hounds around to try and uh, occupy things. Um, that gives you the option. It does mean that you're kind of fighting over feature tokens, which is, you know, uh, pros and cons. You know, other, other decks are going to have more resources yeah. with which to do it. Uh, but if you can keep them off them anyway, uh, you can reduce their scoring. Uh, and then finally, Chum the Waters. And this is that duel. Uh, I always forget that this, all it says is that uh, that enemy with a, uh, you need an enemy with a wound counter on a feature token. It doesn't have yep. to be. And uh, 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 actually, Cover Hex does not count in this case. So, yeah. uh, uh, which is to say they could be a Gloom or a, a, a a flip, but it can't be like a, a printed cover. Yeah. Um, this felt like it was going to happen. You have uh, you have to work to kind of get up on that damage, and you're doing a lot of shots from long range. Sometimes Grievous will go for you, but uh, there's a good chance that you're going to leave people kind of whittled down a little bit. Yeah, I think this is just a really strong card, and 
any warband that's not looking to do one shot kills all over the place like this is just a strong strong card in the current meta so yeah um yeah. uh what that totals to is that's a, a deck that has 19 glory in it. So, um, that's, yeah. uh, that's pretty big for a mostly aggro deck. Um, that feels pretty good. And so what that tells me is that if, if, uh, some of these end phases, you're not totally wild about, there's some, there's some pretty reliable single glory end phases that you could, uh, yeah, you could, you could flex down to. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you felt comfortable dropping your glory ceiling, which I think you have a little bit of room to do, did you have any in particular that you wanted to uh, point out as possibilities? There's there's a couple for that sort of like down flex. Um, I th- I think if you're really trying to keep the ceiling up, you can even still consider Proud Commander. Although I don't like the idea of two third end phase. Mm, no. um, uh, but that is a a pretty reliable card. Um, it's just like. <laughs> Are you going to score half your deck in this game? Okay. <laughs> yep, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're not doing that, which I don't think is a great idea unless you restructure the deck a lot, um, there's a few just sort of like somewhat reliable but not amazing options. They're just sort of staples. So things mm-hmm. like Wasteland or um, Find a Path because you have Hunters uh you could do what's it called uh sinking feeling for just mm. being on more feature tokens and you've got the dogs to sort of help you get there um nothing i'm like super in love with nothing i would be like oh yeah, absolutely this has to be in here i actually like the way the deck's structured right now because i do think that you you get your opponent in that catch 22 where it's like if you're gonna kill me that's working towards my goal anyway unless you kill all of my fighters, but I mean, most warbands don't like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, along the way, if you're smashing them, they'll get to shoot you back and that's what they want. So it yeah. feels good. Um, right now you can score everything in the deck as long as you got two fighters left and there's only a few that actually need two fighters to be around. Yeah. I mean, and besides just being able to do stuff, but yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you definitely want Haskell alive as long as possible. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I like it. I think the objective deck works. Um, and like I said, there, there's really nothing in the universals that come with these guys to make me want to switch anything out. Sure. I, I thought a little bit about great gains, uh, just having oh, that in sure. there and just being, yeah. but, uh, I didn't like having great gains in there with a third end phase. Cause it felt like those two, yeah, they can. Those, those two things that could kind of clog each other. Yes, I think so. Um, I guess uh, <laughs> no. I don't. I don't think we need to mention them. Uh, there, there is. There are some cards in the universals that you could play, but they're all. I will say this: all of the universal objectives are one glory, and none of them are like super super easy. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's really nothing drawing me in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's objectives, and that that pretty well structures what we're looking to do for the rest of this deck. So yeah, uh, you want to run us down on your gambits? 
Sure. Uh, I'm going to start with some of the faction stuff because uh, yeah. those are those are exciting. We talked about it last episode, but there's You Stand Accused, and this is a uh, plus one dice to attack actions made by friendly fighters that target the chosen fighter. You're choosing an enemy fighter. Uh, this effect persists until the chosen fighter is out of action or ends in activation in your territory. Uh, so you have the potential, especially if somebody you know takes a move action or, or charges and doesn't doesn't they end in no man's land or or, or something like that. You can. You can say, okay, well, you're about to get every attack coming at you for the rest of this round with uh, an extra dice. Um, there's also a nice little side thing, isn't that? It's got a, a choose effect, so mm-hmm. uh, you can uh, you can bust a, an illusion off of somebody if they've decided to do that. So feels good. Yep. Uh, can't complain. No range. No range uh, differentiation on that. So um, up close axes or at range uh, pistol shots will will equally work. Maybe even a torch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my next one, and this is, uh, I'm going to just say, this is, I think, my favorite gambit, uh, if only because of the design space it's in, uh, in the whole deck is by order of the vault. Uh, choose a friendly fighter. Give the chosen fighter an upgrade from your hand. Do not spend any glory points when you play that card. When you play this card, you can spend one glory point. If you do, draw one power card. That is so good <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great right like it lets you get one of those amazing upgrades that they have and we're going to get to those later it lets you get that out without having to lose anybody without having to spend any glory and guess what if you get to the point where you don't need it anymore this card just replaces itself it's that easy yeah i mean the only way that it's totally dead is if you don't have any upgrades in hand and that's that's about it you definitely know? so uh Excellent card, and I, it's it's really comes down to that caveat of the uh, you can spend a glory on that upgrade just like a normal one, and then just replace this card. I love the fact that it can replace itself because it's a really powerful effect. This is always the thing with uh, was it spoils of spoils of battle? Um, yeah. It was a season one card that lets you uh, play an upgrade without spending it. And that card was amazing early and terrible late. Because yep. it was nothing late. Yeah, once it's you just like, glory. hey, I've got ten extra glory sitting around. What is this card doing yeah. for me? Yeah, and this card solves that problem, and that's awesome. Another one, and actually, so I never saw this card come up when we played, um, but I like it a lot, um, and we'll get into it. It's uh, for the order, uh, and for those interested in the background, the order they're talking about here is the order of Azir, which is this kind yeah. of Inquisition witch hunting thing. Um, this card has Bridget just like going full ham with her axes. Uh, but, uh, this one is a reaction. Play this in your power step after a friendly hunter is given an upgrade, remove all move and charge tokens from that hunter. So oh. yeah, uh, pretty awesome. You could, this is, this is, uh, this is that trick where you, you know, you, you already have that price of victory where if you charge in and they kill somebody, you get to reactivate that fighter. This, this, you can force the issue here with this. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty great. Uh, things to keep in mind here is that, uh, if you are triggering price of victory during, uh, during an activation, because one of your fighters got killed, uh, this will not trigger on that. So you can't use this during the, uh, action step, um, or activation step. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to basically double dip on price of victory, but you can double dip on price of victory if, uh, if they did it in the power step. So if somebody yeah. finished you off with a ping, 
price of victory, you are in a power step. You just gave an upgrade for free. Now you can trigger this and get that. So there's, uh, there's some chaining of combos that you're going to be able to do in there, which is pretty cool. Um, sweet. Yep. And even if uh, you just have to run it um, where you're just putting out an upgrade normally and then getting to pull charge tokens, that's not yeah. bad. <laughs> right. Uh, and what's what uh, this is, I, I talk about this frequently, but what I love about this uh, slash hate about if I'm playing on the other side is it's that kind of card that uh, it kind of sows doubt yeah. uh, when it's played. So somebody says, okay, like Haskell's already charged. Uh, he's got a couple upgrades that make him dangerous, but he's off the board. And you're like, and is I he? can control. <laughs> yeah, I can control it by like, I, I just won't kill a hunter until I'm okay with it. Or, you know, maybe on the fourth and like, well, actually I haven't seen four of the order yet. Is he going to throw on another upgrade? And then I have to worry about him even more. So yeah, pretty great. I just, yeah, I, I guess, and I hadn't even really thought about it from the standpoint of the cards, but like maybe the, the thing with this warband is that they put you in bad situations no matter what. Mm. And yeah. Even their cards do that. So that's <laughs> pretty nice. Yeah. Next up, I had making a point. We talked a lot about this last episode. Uh, this is choose a friendly Amos, Bridget, or Haskell. So one of those three has to be around to be able to do this. Um, and it's, I guess, because Pac is not carrying any stakes on him. Yeah, uh, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the model right now, and I, I don't see any hanging off him. He's he's too busy waddling around in heavy metal armor with uh, grenade crossbow bolts. But yeah, uh, but we've already talked about this. This is a, a three fury. Or no, I'm sorry. This is a uh, range three, two fury, one damage attack. Not great, but it uh, takes on the effect of any upgrades you have, and we already know. These guys are going to get upgrades out. They have great upgrades. Uh, there you yep. go. And it has that circumstantial plus one dice and cleave if adjacent and target is vulnerable. So um, just good stuff there. It's going to help you get that uh, due process scored. Yep. Um, if you are someone who decided to give uh, Branching Fate a try, if you have an accuracy bump on this thing, uh, it can give you another chance at scoring Branching Fate. So there's always that. Um, so... Yeah, just solid. Yep. Uh, the last faction one I had included was by Hooker by Crook, and this is the damage reduction one. Uh, it will be in play quite a bit because it's so easy to get upgrades out for these guys in general. Um, and if they have upgrades on them in general, they're also going to be the ones you want to keep alive. So it's kind of nice. Uh, it is a little tough because uh, somebody who is only got two health or three health uh, is often just going to be straight up killed. But I think we sometimes overstate that situation, right? Like we, yes. we say that. And then uh, also your opponent is less likely to prioritize their damage upgrades if they're looking and saying, well, okay, like I already have more damage, or like I have enough damage to kill anyone. Uh, and so d again, knowing this is out there, people are going to have to spend a little bit of glory to say like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to try for a four damage attack on, uh, Amos or Haskell or a three damage attack on any of the little guys. So very much. Yeah. I mean, there, there have been a number of times where one damage has been a big difference in games I've played where sure. it's like, I've got a three or a four damage attack. I should be good to go. And it's like, well, no one, one damage one way or the other. And that was enough to swing things. So yeah. Yeah. It's, 
it's useful. And it's not just like an automatic get out of jail free card, which I think right. they've probably learned is like too good. Yeah. Um, so I like it. I would think it's in a good, it's in a good space here. Sure. The rest of these I took from uh, universals and for folks who know me, they know that most of these are probably pushes. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I actually put sidestep in instead of heated instinct because I don't have anyone, any way to make yeah, somebody, no, I, it should actually be heated instinct on the off chance that somebody does turn you into a quarry and then you can leverage that bonus. Yeah. Uh, but 99.9% uh, .9 of the time, it's probably no big deal. Um, hypnotic buzz, just like it. And you can get the dogs into a position to make sure that they can trigger this. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting. That's going to rotate with, uh, with the new season. Cause that's uh that's a dark <laughs> head. Uh, in which case your disruption will have to come from center of attention. Um, which, uh, more and more I'm, I'm coming around to the belief that this is such a flexible card. It should probably be in most decks, if not all decks. It is, uh, it is exceptionally good card. It's got tons of uses, many of which you maybe not even think about until the situation comes up and then it's like, Oh wait, I can save my butt because I've got center of attention here. Yep. Um, um you can run a dog into a spot to potentially disrupt multiple, uh, objective holders, feature token holders in the other side, you know, if, oh, uh, if they don't yeah. already have a fighter where they can do that. So that's always great. Um, yeah, just, uh, just solid. Um, and also it's a choose. So illusion, illusion you busted on it too. Uh, my, Slightly more rogue choice for a push was Swarming Advance. Is choose one friendly fighter in enemy territory. Push up to two other friendly fighters. One hex if they're closer to the chosen fighter. And this is, again, taking advantage of the dog's ability to run forward. Uh, and I think double push is important because uh, that three speed is a problem. So Yeah, yeah, you, you need something, whether mm -hmm. it's plus speed or pushes. Pushes are probably better. Um, for these guys because of their ranged attacks but yeah um yeah that's a good point i didn't really make that distinction yeah but it's uh it's solid and i mean there are plenty of friendly push cards in the game right now uh that hypnotic buzz is <laughs> pretty much the only distraction clone that's really around anymore so yeah um, it'll be interesting when that one's gone but uh uh, that leaves me with one gambit left and this one, uh, is going to end up in my, there's a, there's a saying I'll sometimes use on Hexodus, like more cute than good. Uh, <laughs> I took beast trail, uh, what they did is that I've got four hunters and they're slow and I could use this to pick up a hunter and because they're ranged, you know, I could pick them up and yeah. drop them in enemy territory and just start popping shots off and I have the ability to peel off move or charge tokens. So, uh, I could even like get in there and uh, whether it be for the order or with the uh, price of victory, all of a sudden be able to start causing mayhem back there. Uh, the problem is to set up for it, you got to put a fighter on an edge. So you have to pick a board that's got uh, starting hexes that are on the edge. And uh, if you don't end up quite using it, then that fighter may be too far away to get involved. It, it's just a little bit too much. I think there's, I think there's more consistently useful stuff that you could use. Yeah, it's one of those cards that is always, I think, intrigued and drawn people's attention, especially because of how good Hidden Paths was when we had mm -hmm. Hidden Paths. 
and Beast Trail has not been hidden paths, surprisingly. Um, it's just not as impactful. Um, so, yeah. Well, and then a, a big thing is that uh, for some significant chunk of Beast Trail's life, it's existed uh, when there are no longer objective uh, feature tokens that are on edges. Uh, yeah. When, when you used to be able to use hidden paths or this to uh, hop in and steal a token, um, that was a bigger deal. But uh, now now it's not available to those decks. And so I think that really, I mean, it's available. It's just not as useful, right? So yeah, for sure. I think that limits how much you see it. Uh, but the, the bonus of having a uh, card that, doesn't feel so great in this is that you can look at what else is out there. <laughs> yeah. Still, what else is out there that you might consider? Plenty of things. Cause yeah. surge or gambits are pretty much always what you like to see. Um, I, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. I pulled so many like playables that it's like, you could choose a whole bunch of different things. Uh, I, I do really like, at least in, theory i really like strength of the swarm Mm. um at worst you're getting plus one dice and Mm -hmm. i think that you'll almost always be able to make that happen yeah um because of the dogs and then if you can find some other way to have an additional supporting fighter and in our game it came up twice i think where you had double supports and it's like well you know damage is not something that you have in droves with this warband, um, you're not getting to four damage really, except maybe with Bridget. Um, mm. <clears throat> and this gives you a way to do it without a range restriction, unless I'm really just missing something here. Uh, no, I, I think it's yeah. uh, I think it's wide open for that. So, so I mean, if, if you can f- sort of line it up, you can take a really nasty ranged shot here. Sure. Pretty yep. cool. Yep. Uh, I think uh, some other possibilities. There is one thing we should note is that we do have Chum the Water, right? We do. Um, yep. So you automatically <laughs> should be thinking of Suffocating Mists. Yeah. You know? it, it's one. have I another think. way to cause it, right? <laughs> yeah. Definitely pulled it. Pings are good when you've got lots of ranged short uh, or ranged small damage attacks. Yep. Uh, and actually, uh, worth mentioning is, uh, one of the new gambits, um, there is, uh, blind gamble. Um, this is a little more flexible. Well, not more flexible. It, it's <laughs> more complicated. Let's say this, yeah. this is pick one feature token that is not an objective token and is in a hex that contains a fighter with no move or charge tokens. Pick a number, then flip that token. If you reveal an objective token with a number you picked, deal one damage to that fighter. If it is an enemy fighter or that fighter makes a move action or range one or range two attack action, if it is a friendly fighter. Um, I think suffocating miss is just the easier thing to take here. Uh, yeah. A blind gamble gives you a chance for a ping. And then uh, it's good that it restricts it to a range one or two. So you're not, you know, busting off extra shots here um, uh, with your, with your, uh, yeah and stuff so this is a really interesting card i it really rewards people who have a good brain for remembering which hexes were which (laughs) aka Um, not me yeah not me either i would never know which one was which and i would forget and be like well 
I'm not even going to bother playing this. I'll embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have it like in my I... hand and I'd be like, I'll just discard it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one needs to I know. Like, I like the design space, but I don't think I would ever play it. Yeah. Um, just because it's it's too much work. Um, but I think it could actually be pretty decent. But like you say, I think if you want damage, just just go with Suffocating Mist. It's easier. Yeah, I think that's a that's a card. Not to get too off tangent, I think that Blind Gamble is going to be more powerful in decks that uh, have a lot of range two stuff, like powerful range two attacks. Yeah, that's that's where like yeah. that free attack is likely to to come in handy. So. Yeah, and if, yeah, yeah, you can set stuff up. It's pretty good. Um, another one that I think is at least worth considering uh, in here that is from the new universals is the new universal order gambit, which is called disciplined strike. Oh boy. So yeah. this is a, in, in effect, I guess it is slightly better than plus one dice. Um, so, so it gives you the first attack action made by friendly fighter in the next activation step has an innate single support. Mm-hmm. And if the fighter is an assassin, they are considered to have an additional supporting fighter. So if you're an assassin, you just get a single support. Yeah. Uh, but you've got the dogs, so you almost always have a single supporting fighter. Yeah. There's no range <laughs> restriction on this, so it's pretty great for that. Uh, it is, yeah, it is effectively, you know, if you are on, let's say, fury and you got the dog involved then this is effectively almost two dice because you'd expect one of those to have no successes and one to have a success so it's it's pretty great for that and then it uh, you know there's the less variability the one place where it's not equivalent to uh an extra dice is that there's no chance you're going to roll a crit on it Um, true if grievous is important or if you're trying to power through an attack because uh it's somebody like i don't know glissette in cover and she is going to roll a bunch of successes. You probably need to burn through it with a crit. Then that becomes more significant, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty great. And, uh, the art is, uh, Amos just really laying into. <laughs> yeah. They, they like sort of in some of this art, they're like, yeah, Amos, he's, he's this guy who's coming in there, just smacking people with this ax. His fighter card does not, uh, give me that impression at all, but, um, yeah, it looks cool. I mean, he's doing almost the exact same thing on like the woodcutters, yeah, or whatever. It is. He's like really, really giving it to to uh, black powder, uh, like just <laughs> really separate that out from his body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we have some head cannon for Amos. So. Yeah, not just a woodcutter, uh, but a woodcutter that hates pirates. Any uh, any other gambits though? Um, I think mm-hmm. I have one more. If there, yeah. if you don't have one. Late on me. So it's one that I've actually been seeing Skylar run a lot. It's called Cautious Maneuver. This is also mm-hmm. an order-specific one. Um, it's a reaction that you can play after a friendly fighter's move action, and you can choose another friendly fighter that is a hunter or is on guard. Mm-hmm. And you're pretty much all hunters. Mm-hmm. And then that fighter gets to make a move action. And mm-hmm. after the move action, they must be adjacent to the first fighter. Sure. Uh this and you could, is, uh, you could chain a loyal hound off of that. You could. If you moved was a hunter, then get, get a hound going in. Um, what I like with this is that it just gives you some flexibility for uh, basically doing like a mass repositioning. 
Um, if you yep. realize you're like way out of position and you're like, I don't like any of this, um, <laughs> you can you can pull somebody back. You can move somebody forward to support. You can uh, you can just like reshuffle a whole bunch of stuff and your opponent's probably not seeing it coming. And with the dog movement as well, it's like, hey, half my warband just got to move. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it has some play. Uh, I don't necessarily know exactly what you do with this other than that it's flexible but i i I mean flexibility is always useful Mm -hmm. so i think it has a place yeah uh i i think that's uh super solid and it's one i think i guess i don't play very many order (laughs) yeah right many order warbands because uh it's not one that i was uh particularly familiar with but i think there's some there's some cool tricks with that Uh, i think that especially becomes more helpful if you're leaning into a little bit more hold or, or anything like that. Like if yep. you're, you're trying to do, uh, like ever downwards and stuff like it, it gets even better with that. But, um, yeah. Um, for me, uh, stepping away from universals for a second, I, th- I thought there was, uh, one, it was, uh, uh, lead the crusade. I couldn't quite decide, like this was a tough one. So this is a reaction, uh, play this after the out of action check of a friendly hunter's attack action. If the target was taken out of action, uh, choose one friendly hunter, inspire the hunter, and draw one power card. So this is this is a way of like you're having trouble. I mean, I, it feels like the it's mostly a Haskell inspire, right? Like yeah, uh, you can use Pac or Amos or. Bridget to inspire Haskell and then by extension get Bridget or, or if uh, Haskell is already dead, then Bridget has a, at least a route to inspire. Uh, and it also has this benefit of getting an extra power card. It's tough because it's that after, after a kill and that can be pretty hard to get sometimes. Um, can be hard to get. And it's a window that can frequently be blocked. Mm, that's a good point. Um, other sure. people playing their own stuff for when my fighter is taken out of action, I'll react to, break this upgrade or i will you know draw power cards off a dark sacrifice or what have you um it it is also when i looked at and i was just like this feels like the times when it's going to come up either i won't have it in hand or i won't be able to get the kills when i do and i'll Mm -hmm. probably kick myself for having it right Right. I think that's what, uh, I, I looked at it and the, the benefit is potentially pretty great. Uh, but the, the idea that it could be stuck in there for a while is, is kind of, uh, a little bit of a killer. Um, I think there was just one other faction gambit that I want to talk about, and I don't think it would fit this deck really well, but it's just such a, such a, uh, head scratcher of one that, uh, I think it's worth talking about. And this is uh prayers of the faithful. Yeah. Um, and so this one says this card cannot be played in an opponent's third or fourth power step until the end of the next power step. Enemy fighters cannot cast spells and opponents cannot play ploy cards. So if we break that down a little bit, what it, what it means is that there's not going to be any spell attack actions for the next activation. There's going to be no gambit spells in this power step or the next power step because it goes all the way to the end of the next power step. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then enemy ploys are out. So they can still upgrade, uh, but it's also going to stop uh, reaction ploys. So uh, during the next activation, yeah. uh, this is that thing. So it's got that no time vibe, right? Like 
you can use this if you're worried about, you know, berserk fortitude or lucky, uh, narrow escape or, or, you mm-hmm. know, those, those powerful reactions. Um, and at first I was like, well, this is not great because you have to play it very early in the round. Uh, it's specifically your opponent's third or fourth power step. You can play it in your own third or fourth power step. Um, yeah. And that's, that's an important distinction because, uh, what it's, what it's really doing is it's saying like, we want your opponent to at least have a chance to play one power card or do one thing. Um, and so, yeah, because it's your power step, they can, yep. they have a chance to do a thing and then yep. you, and then you play, play this and shut down the rest. Yeah. So, um, I don't think this does anything in particular to like help your game plan. Uh, and I think there'll be times you play this and your opponent's like, uh, okay, I don't really care. Yeah. Like there wasn't anything I wanted to do, but other times it can put a lot of pressure on say like, you know, people like to have the last say, especially if they're fighting over, uh, feature tokens or objectives or, you know, like they, they, you want to hold your confusion to see if your opponent has confusion. You want to hold your sidestep yeah. to see if your opponent has hypnotic buzz. And here you're like, if you know that Hexbane's player has down. this, you're like, man, I, I gotta, I might need to use it now or forever hold my peace, um, on that. So, uh, I think, uh, I think it's interesting. I don't think it fits this deck, but, uh, it's one that I want to try out. I I think I may just force it in there at some point just to play with it. I think I actually really like this card and Mm. I think this is a card that immediately rewards people who are very experienced in the game and have Mm. a lot of knowledge about what their opponents are probably going to be trying to do. Yeah. Um, If your opponent or or if you are in a situation where you're just like, I don't know what they're going to try and do. I'm just going to do my thing and not even worry about their game plan. This card is going to do nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you might luck into a couple of plays where you're like, hi, I stopped them from getting to do like a crucial push or something. Yeah. Um, but if you're like, I know this warband and I kind of know their tricks and I know the timing that they're probably going to try and use for some of their tricks. You can just be like, nope, shut down the yeah. full on stop. And it's like, oh, no, that is <laughs> yeah, potentially like back breaking in the middle of a round and just be like oh my whole plan just got <laughs> shut down and i can't do anything about it yeah i mean it's a lot of the stuff we've said before about uh no time yeah so. yeah uh this is a quite a bit more flexible than no more time though so yeah i, I think the advantage that uh no time does is that uh it uh prevents all power cards yep uh, yeah, it stops everything but yeah, you can stop upgrades from coming out but I tell you what, you know, my, my real heroes are the the players out there who are going to be playing uh, Prayers of the Faithful and No Time. Oh, yeah, so. man. <laughs> see the, like, hardcore control deck come out with these guys and just be like, mm. nope. Uh, yeah. You don't get to play cards. You don't get to resurrect your raise fighters. You're just going <laughs> to shut everything down here. <laughs> yep. You don't do anything. Love I do it. all the things. Yep. Uh, but that's about where we land on Gambit. So I think uh, I think Beast Trail's probably got to go. It's not awful, but uh, uh, I think it probably goes. And uh, I think the easiest choice there is like Suffocating Mists. Yeah, um, yeah. I it, mean, it helps you. It plays it plays a little better with your uh, Chum the Waters. Yeah, 
Yep. Not exciting. Easy choice. Cool. I mean, and I think I think maybe one of the easy lessons in this game is that the not exciting cards are usually the right choice. It's like it's yeah. simple, it's straight to the point, and it does the job. That's yeah. what you want. Yep. I'd be happy experimenting with uh, cautious maneuver as well. Um, but uh, yeah, but it, I mean, it, it's it's again, it's like there's the, so many more layers of complexity that you have to figure out there. Whereas suffocating mist is like it deals a damage. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's good. I don't know what to say. Um, uh, OK, well, on to upgrades here. Yeah, there's one or two that are worth worth uh, looking at. Rounded out here. <laughs> Just a couple. Uh, yeah. In faction, uh, we talked Charmed Horseshoe to death. Uh, if you want to hear how much we love it, go to the last episode. We love yeah. it. So, uh, done and done. We also talked about Cold Iron Nails, uh, and that is that is uh, a little trickier to leverage because it wants those range one attacks. Uh, it's restricted to hunters, so um, it can be tough to definitely get. Yeah, something out of it, but uh, it's it's not bad. Yeah, one thing we didn't talk about last time that I last time, you know, yeah. not forty minutes ago. Minutes uh, ago. <laughs> I um, is there any room to bring weapons to pair with this? Gosh, you know, I, I looked at it a, a few times and I couldn't decide. Uh, I think where you do it, like Pac could sometimes use one because he's going to take that one shot, but then he's yeah just got his butt stock for the rest. Um, I think uh, uninspired Haskell might be interested in it, so that he's got something that's got a little more output. Uh, I I think you're, I think you may have something there. Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking. Um cursed weapons sure that yeah. they don't give glory normally um mm-hmm. so in the event that you can get the glory off the kills with those then you double up and if you can't then you're still getting oh started. yeah and those so weapons cursed, are still first cutlass is uh very accurate and yeah with this with cold iron you'll get a a spent and an unspent mm-hmm. yeah all right. It's All four, right. I see you. What four fury two damage or something like yep. that? Yep. Yep. So makes, I don't know. Makes you a brawler if that matters. Yeah, it's an option. So yeah, that's a cool that's a cool combo. And I think there is maybe some room for for weapons. Um, there's enough things that are kind of interested in a, a range one something. So yeah, uh, not a bad thought. Uh, ooh, I mean, while we're talking about weapons, there's the retractable pistol. Oh, I love uh, this. I love it too. I I wonder if it's a thing that is like uh, my my heart saying yes, my head is saying no, sort of thing. Like, <laughs> um, but uh, just for folks, this is a uh, range four, three fury, one damage attack. It has the surprise characteristic. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, it's restricted to Haskell and Bridget, which is a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Uh, this attack action's characteristics cannot be modified, so there's no way to change that. You can that as as usual. It means like supports rerolls; those will work, but uh, you can't you can't get Glory Seeker helping you out with this. Uh, but surprise, which is the big deal on this, is that use this after an enemy fighter's move action. That fighter makes this attack, or this fighter makes this attack action. It must target that enemy fighter and cannot drive the target back. Um, other important distinctions is still happening during a super action. So if you are feeling cute and try to put duelist speed on, there's still a super action underway and you won't be able to like step away from a charge. Yeah. 
I I thought about getting cute and then reread <laughs> Duel of Speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you want to say about this, Phil? Uh, being able to ping somebody every time they move is really nasty, and I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to do that. Um, also, if you're just trying to score the what's it called, due process? Yeah, weird name for that card, but um, yeah. <laughs> due process is going to be really easy to score if you get to shoot every time your opponent <laughs> moves. Yeah, uh, at that point, it doesn't matter if you hit, but if you do hit. Putting one damage on people is pretty nice just yep. because they moved. Um, Helps with chum. Make um, people think about what they're doing here. Yeah, and uh, it uh, it is three fury, so if you did spring for Branching Fate in your deck, this gives you a lot more chances to land Branching Fate as you kind of blaze away with your wrist-mounted yeah. machine gun, apparently. so yeah. Also, this thing is range four, which must be a balance thing. It must have felt too limited at range three. This is like the littlest gun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like hidden in a glove and <laughs> and somehow is just like sniper rifling off like, oh, we'll just hit everybody anywhere on the board. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I didn't do the math, but I'm pretty sure if you're anywhere near the middle of the board, you can basically hit anybody with this. You can you can reach a pretty long ways with it. Um, and I think I think if it ever gets taken out of the deck for me, it would be because uh, Haskell and Bridget is just a little too restricted uh, for it. But um, half the war band. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I, um, I know it's still restrictive. Yeah. Restricted upgrades are always a knock worse than anything else. But yeah. But uh, I don't like this. It's it's <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I think you should also notice that. Uh, because it reacts after an enemy fighter's move action, uh, it can really mess with Kanan to uh, prevent their yeah. uh, chains of moves. It can mess with uh, Starbag's Gits. It messes with Cunning Crew. There's there's quite a few uh, after move action things that it will uh, steal away that spot. Yeah. Uh, a couple of, a couple of less used gambits like with Crushes. <laughs> there's the uh, brutal Cunning yeah. Crew whatever but um brutal cunning yeah but, um but anyway but yeah that that's a that's a window that's not insignificant to exist in and to have it be repeatable is a, a big deal so yeah get this out against kanan and this uh, whoever's carrying this pistol has got a target on their back oh yeah man two wound fighters getting shot with this thing oh my goodness <laughs> that does not feel good yeah um man i I really, I mean, I I want to see it in action, I guess. I, I might be way too high on this card, but it just feels like so much damage potential because four hexes is such a long way to be away. You can mm. very easily be like behind a bunch of friendly fighters and just be taking pot shots just because your opponents are playing the game. Yeah. I went, uh, I, I did a little bit of thinking about is, are there, because you can't modify it, but you could react to it. So are there like reactions to particular attacks that would be, and yeah, one that jumped to mind a little bit was acidic strike and you're, you're falling too far down the rabbit hole at this point, but, <laughs> uh, but you do have this, you know, possibility of like, Hey, pop off a shot, acidic strike, a uh, upgrade off that they were kind of hoping to have when they, uh, oh, started the charge, you know, like there's loving the dream right there. <laughs> so, now, if you do have things like cleave and ensnare, those are modifications, or those 
Uh, they're not. They're so not. you can, yeah. But it is it is a little tough to get cleaving and snare on uh, long range stuff. But mm. but uh, horseshoe. Trump horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and and there is other uh, they're hunters. So uh, I think there's Sherike claws gives you um, cleave. And cleave. Yeah, if you're a hunter, I think it gives you out to uh, range three plus all the three. range in the world. Yeah, Sherike claws is just if you're a hunter, you get cleave yeah um so yeah pretty great you're a little bit higher on it than i am but uh i think we haven't had a chance to see it yet i didn't yeah. i didn't get to play it out and so looking forward to seeing how that uh how that lands um guess what there's still more stuff oh, in yeah. here so great. many so so many good faction upgrades for these guys yeah there's lucky hex beak beakfoot another upgrade that really just couldn't be printed in most um most factions yeah, uh, you're, you're only able to do it because these guys have so few wounds this is a plus one defense it'd be great if that it stopped there right? <laughs> it would <laughs> uh you can get uh you can get pock to three block what yeah uh you can get your other two big guys to two block you can get bridget to two dodge or three dodge if she's inspired all kinds of good stuff. Uh, but it also says they cannot be dealt damage by lethal hexes or gambits, which, oh my goodness uh, yeah, exactly. Like pretty, pretty tremendous. So, um, you can, if somebody has, uh, managed to sneak one damage onto your person, you're expecting the, uh, expecting the ping coming, you know, like in, in that where, uh, in our, in our game where you, you, uh, uh, I could see it coming. You, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you asked me if I had the push, which I didn't, uh, but I was also thinking like, man, if I had lucky hex, oh, before, man. Yeah. Uh, I could drop that all of a sudden Pac would hop to three block and he couldn't be finished off with that suffocating mist. That would be brutal. Yeah. So, uh, that's good. That's going, I, I have to imagine that's going in like every, uh, yeah. I hex mean, deck, I like that's, that's just great. Plus one defense is, super good no matter what so yeah. yeah uh i mean they used to print stuff like this way back in the day and it was busted <laughs> yeah but even that was like you had to have a dodge characteristic right like right it was, yeah you or know. you had to it was restricted to a specific fighter so you're like well sure. is it worth yeah. it uh we've it, it exists now for uh being in cover you know like uh right but, uh, yeah but that's like you can just play a push or something and then suddenly it turns off and that's right you, know, you can play around it whereas right. before it was back in the day and you're like i'm on four dodge because yeah <laughs> plus plus you're in cover where you might get suffocating misted unless you yeah. are hex beaked uh so just great Super um good. yeah let's go with another defensive one there's protective brand uh this is Reroll one dice in this fighter's defense rolls. Uh, not quite an extra dice, but pretty similar. You know, right. A lot of times you're, you're, you'll have something that uh, didn't come up a success or you're fishing for a crit anyway, in which case it's effectively plus one dice. Um, and then it has this interesting caveat here. The, uh, the target of the fighter's attack actions cannot have supporting fighters and attackers that target this fighter cannot have supporting fighters. Uh, there's two different things to break down there. One is if the target can't have supporting fighters, then you can have some pretty great scything attack actions. Yeah. Um, because that, that natural defensive bonus they get for being in a crowd all of a sudden goes away. Um, it gives you more flexibility with your range shots. Well, a lot of times you're trying to shoot at that back line. Uh, you could run right up to another enemy and shoot over the top of their head. 
and uh, now they're not even helping their buddy out with a support. Yeah. Um, the other side, the attacker uh, cannot have supporting fighters. Uh, sticking it to to the cunning crew again, and also uh, Kanan's Reapers, who uh, Naderite gets shut off with this. There's a few zombies that might like to have some support too. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> uh so yeah um pretty uh pretty substantial uh and even i mean elephants can get pretty accurate without but uh this old support pretty easy too yeah there's so. one actually one more sentence of rules on this card too oh yeah <laughs> uh this card cannot be broken won't come up a lot but uh yeah. might be impactful when it does i could i think it's interesting that they picked that hill to die on like like you know what would be insane is if uh this brand got uh broken like that just wouldn't make any sense and you're like i mean look at some of these other ones it's like uh <laughs> yeah ferocious bite like how what are how are we breaking that Again, yeah i don't know I guess we're breaking their teeth oh, whatever anyway, yeah. yeah it has to be something where they were just like top-down design it's a it's a brand you can't take it off Right. We're going to, that's where we're like, that's, that's the level we're starting on. And then we're figuring yep. out the rest of the card from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I'm fine with that. I think it, it makes for some fun thematic cards tends to make for more powerful things. Cause when you start with the design standpoint, rather than the gameplay, you're like shoehorning mechanics in to fit a mechanic, mm-hmm. like a design. And it's like, oop, whoop, oh, we accidentally made something that's really powerful. Cause it's now thematic. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I like it. I think this is actually pretty balanced. I don't think it's like super busted. Um, it it it's definitely gonna be in most decks. I think um, just having the reroll and defense is pretty solid, and all the other yeah. stuff is just gravy. So yeah, I uh, it it felt pretty good. It felt like it had a lot of uses. It was just generally gonna be uh, handy. So yep. um, I'm not saying you wouldn't ever find something else, but uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I'm going to give you the next four cards all in one shot here. Sure. Um, these are all damage bumps. The The Warband doesn't have amazing damage to start. Uh, there's some obvious. You knew this Warband was going to take Glory Seeker because it was range three attacks. Done. Yep. Uh, Fighter's Ferocity, you can expect that to be in there. Again, ranged attacks. Easy check. Um, and quite a few that uh, have a lot of dice. There's a little bit of overlap with some attack actions that have Feroz, uh, um, uh, have Grievous already, but... Uh, um, not too bad. A great strength. That's right in there. Yep. And then uh, I put Martyr's Fervor, and that's a faction specific one. It's basically Glory Seeker meets Great Strength. So yep. Glory Green. Seeker restricted a range one and two. Yep. Um, no questions there. <laughs> yeah, seems, seems fine. Um, you the uh, you may quibble over whether you need four or not. Um, the first one to get cut there would be Martyr's Fervor if you uh, needed to find something else. But, yeah. Um, seems fine. Uh, and then my last was, uh, this one feels like it could be a number of different things. I went with Brigade Strength. Uh, this, when this fighter makes an attack roll with three or more dice, this fighter is considered to have one additional supporting fighter. Um, you have uh, quite a few times where you're rolling three dice uh, and this can bring you from singles to doubles because a lot of times the dog will be yeah. uh, there. Uh, and then it has the brawler caveat, plus one dice to this fighter's range one attack actions if the fighter is a brawler. So Amos really likes this. He can get pretty accurate uh, even before he's inspired with this. Go to uh, 
three smash with a support, uh, even before any dogs get involved. So, yeah. Um, if you're order and you're not playing brigade strength, uh, you're probably <laughs> doing something wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like, I don't, I don't want to like put too fine a point on it, but brigade strength is one of the best, uh, accuracy like cards available as just like all your attacks, just get an extra supporting fighter. So long as you are rolling three dice, mm. uh, and it's like, well, what if I don't have three dice? It's like, there's so many attacks that roll three dice. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, more. Um, and having an uh, additional supporting fighter for all those attacks is really good. Um, mm-hmm. Getting to count an extra faith. And usually it's fury when you have more dice. So getting to effectively make all those fury attacks smash is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really good. I don't play a lot of order, so it's... Oh, and like when I do, it's usually doing stuff like playing stalkers where this is way less impactful. Mm, um, right. But I am super jealous of all the warbands that get to use this all the time because it's super good. Yeah. Heck, I mean, I think stalkers still like it because Clackrock's yeah. a brawler, right? He so. is. Yeah. You could put him in a three dice and he'd be really, really good in that situation. I probably, I mean, the deck's also just like very averse to combat if it can like it's very just opportunistic with it but uh these guys are not they want to shoot everything um and chop everything and they even have a brawler so they it it seems perfect to me um and then any of your other stuff that's checking to be like do you have a supporting fighter (laughs) yeah uh sure i've got brigade strength yeah right exactly uh and so you we talked all the way back to our, our surges, you know, this might be a thing that says, okay, yeah, let's make that kill surge be the, um, uh, orchestrated so, kill. Yeah. Let's make that kill surge be orchestrated kill. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And if we salted discipline strike in, then you've got even more that combos here too. Yep. So, um, it's juicy. Like it solid up and down. Do we have anything else that, uh, we, we had just one or two here. Like you, you might trim at the edges with, uh, um, martyrs fervor. Um, we're, we're maybe not quite on the same page on retractable pistol. Um, yeah. and then, uh, like protective brand is cool. It might find something else. So if people were looking for a little different flavor, um, where, where might they reach for? Well, uh, something that I think I've, probably just been uh burned on too many times from shadespire days is having things like duelist speed and silent step on range three fighters Mm, yeah Uh, i'm really kind of a little bit ashamed that i overlooked those uh, they are both in this situation very very good um haskell can make huge gains by getting to pop off shots and then reposition afterwards for his next shot Mm. Um, uh, far strider did many horrible unspeakable things to me because of this so <laughs> <laughs> i i know to fear it uh it doesn't feel like a lot but um throughout the course of a match you can end up moving a lot with something like this yeah yeah that's a it's a good point and it uh will let you go again and again and this this is a warband that will potentially end up uh Voltroning someone and that lets you get multiple activations out of that Voltron fighter. Yeah. The only other thing I 
thought about but probably isn't actually worth playing because I don't think you're leaning hard well one I don't think you're leaning hard enough into the strategy and two I don't think that it's easy enough to cut up upgrades because of how many good infection ones there are but uh, both dying curse and screaming demise do mm. seem like they could still work here yeah. um, especially because you could play them for free um, mm-hmm. although I don't know that you'd want to in that particular situation but uh they both do work um you could even put them on the dogs to be like you absolutely don't want to touch these (laughs) uh not that you necessarily need to do that but yeah um i just don't know that you can make room for them but i i kind of like the idea in theory sure uh, I think uh, we already mentioned Cherry Claws, and then there's some reroll possibilities like Eagle Eye or uh, Master of Shadows, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, possibilities. Yep those those help out, and you you can uh, afford to kind of get onto a cover hex or a feature token, and then take your shots from there. Uh, especially if you're Haskell, um, yeah, kinda laying out a whole bunch of pain from there. Um, so that's uh that's pretty interesting there and then uh if if uh if you're feeling you're all in on the uh retractable pistol that'll that'll help the pistol land more <laughs> yeah yeah it does um not one that i think she needs to go in the deck and in fact probably should never go in any deck but uh one that i just think is really interesting um is woodcutter's strength would you mm, ever yeah. consider putting this in a deck uh, I would not. I, I I would put it in maybe a Rivals Plus, and I would enjoy it in Rivals. I I just it's so this is restricted to Amos, uh, and it gives him plus one damage for every success in his attack roll. Right? That is exactly what it does. Yeah. So it's always going to be at least plus one because uh, yeah, if he landed a hit, yeah, uh, and it will occasionally be plus two or plus three, uh, more likely getting there the more supports you have so i think it's going to have some amazing moments i just can't in a, in a war band with this few wounds i can't bring something that's restricted to a single fighter yeah similar, similar to haskell haskell's got a great uh upgrade that uh makes him better and better the more friendly hunters are out i'm like Oof. well if haskell's if haskell's out first then this is a dead upgrade and i just can't see taking it i mean maybe you can protect him but oof. yeah i honestly don't think bane of evil is even very good Hmm. Um, I mean, plus one damage at any range if they're all, you know, like the, some of the benefits are pretty. So, so the problem I have with this is that by the time you're getting, so the base level is plus one wounds, Mm -hmm. uh, but you have to have one of your hunters out. That's not really very good. Plus one dice is great, but you now have half your hunters dead. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, like you're already in a bad spot at that point. Like, how many actions are you actually getting out of this? Yeah, I don't know. Do like, you have I mean, uh, guess, a soundless step on? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, we're on the same page. I, yeah. I, I'm, I was saying I don't include it. But yeah, you don't I include see, it. I can see some pretty spectacular things where he's, you know, three damage with his inspired pistols, and maybe yeah. glory, make sure he's yeah. shooting everybody dead. There's some of those like hero at the end of the movie moments where he's like, I'm the only one left standing. 
Oh, and yeah. you know what? He could he could throw on uh, Army of One here. He's the last guy standing, <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll just have the the super moment where he's like, "I've got like, plus plus multiple defense dice, plus multiple wounds, got all extra accuracy, extra damage. We're gonna go go to town." Yeah. Uh, but that is, that is the fantasy. Yeah. Uh, if anybody ever pulls it off, please let us know. I would love love to see it and hear well, about it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And and this is a thing like I'll I'll play this. I I'd be willing to play this uh uh Warband in in Rivals or Rivals Plus and then like Ooh, yeah. maybe maybe you include that and just have fun with it sort of thing. I so. think in Rivals these guys are going to be pretty scary. Uh they could be. I I have a hard time wrapping my head around how how well that uh pure Rivals objective deck is going to do for them. But I uh you that's a that's a uh question for another day or another podcast. Uh, yeah looking at you battle mallet yeah yeah for sure uh but that gets us to the end the only thought that popped to my mind and i don't know if you have anything uh but uh we were talking about all the range three stuff we we forgot to mention when we were talking about kill surges we forgot to mention winged death um oh, so yeah um because you can just get that from a kill with range three yeah but uh, their speed is low enough, and we're not including speed boost that the other half of it is not. Yeah, it's not uh, in play at all. Yeah, so um, it'd be um, almost impossible. In fact, you'd have to do a double speed boost on a fighter to pick it yeah, up. That's yeah, or or bad. have a dog burn an activation to yeah. charge, which is not great. No, so. no thanks. They've <laughs> got better things to do, which is watch you move and then also move. So yeah, exactly. All right. So yeah. So that is uh, where we landed. We're going to include that deck. It's going to start out, uh, if you're trying to look this deck up on the same day that you are, if you're listening to this on the day of release, uh, I don't yet have an Underworlds DB link that I can give you. So we're just going to, it'll be handwritten out. Uh, it won't really fit in the show notes, so it'll be on our uh, website and kind of the uh, the blog post for it um, right there. So that will be that and uh we're super excited to hear what you try out did you find a totally different way to go like is there a uh hold objective thing is there a you know more passive hanging back and uh if they start killing off your front line that back line is getting free upgrades and getting more and more scary like where where did people go with it so yeah um phil you got any other cards that we haven't discussed or uh thoughts about this uh, deck build or warband that you want to share before we uh, shut it down? Uh, no, except that I want to see them out more. I, I one game with them, I feel like was really cool to see, and I just I feel like there's a lot more to learn here, and I think we're yeah. gonna see a lot of them. I'm super excited to play them. They feel like a really fun puzzle. Um, it's a uh, I think the uh, game designers are kind of killing it as far as neat concepts lately. So, yeah, um, that's that's uh, that's pretty fun. Um, and uh, listeners, we're a little jealous because by the time you're hearing this, uh, this has all been two weeks down the line. Yeah, and uh, you guys have more experience with it than we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, Very true. Uh, yeah. Uh, hope uh, hope we find you in uh, fun times. Um, that about does it. Anything before we sign out here, Phil? No, I think that's it. Uh, it's fun, fun deck, fun game. Um, good times. 
Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at WTHCast and WhatTheHexCast at gmail.com. Uh, we should remind you that our review here today is made possible by Games Workshop sending us a copy of this warband uh, that I was able to uh, bust out and uh, get a game in and build a deck with uh, in order to be able to share share the hype with you folks out there. So thanks to them for that. Uh, you can come check out themortalrealms.com. Check out all the other podcasts, but also relevant to you at this point. It'll be a couple weeks on, um, but uh, there are the uh, card by card breakdown of this release. Uh, it is our first time trying that out, um, so if you uh, if you enjoy it, let us know. Uh, it, it is a lot of work to kind of go through and do them one by one. There's plenty of other sources that do it. Uh, so if you don't feel like there's any value added, that's cool. Uh, I'll save myself the time, but uh, we just thought we'd give it a give it a spin this time. Uh, coming up next, give us a hot second. That's way in the future at this point, folks. Uh, so. Way out there. <laughs> Although we'll probably have a new warband already. So oh my gosh, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll see. Uh, we're, we'll uh, we'll uh, see what the landscape looks like when we get back from our respective trips and such and uh, uh, make a call at that point. Phil, are mm -hmm. you ready for your quiz? Well, uh, I didn't study, but yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are going to go. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh, no. I, I had a card flagged because I was like, this is going to be great. Uh, this would have been a little too obvious. I, I was going to ask you <laughs> this card. Not so lucky for the hex beak. That's a oh that's yeah, a yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's like so right there in the in the yeah. quote. Right there. All right, let's try this. Uh, everyone is guilty of something. Ooh. Uh. Hmm. Due process. That's a good guess. Uh, I realized as I was saying that, I'm like, well, the problem is a lot of these guys are just going to kind of blend together because they're very, <laughs> very on theme. Uh, that is you stand accused. Ah, okay. So that, that way you can accuse anyone because guess what? Everyone's guilty of something. Everybody. So, yeah. For your recommended listening, uh, didn't even mention it. These guys have cool, tall collars to uh, keep them from getting bitten by vampires i guess i uh, think so because they're vampire yeah. hunters and i like that uh there's big metal collars on amos on haskell on pock uh bridget is still a little bit too junior so she's got a leather collar yeah <laughs> uh, you know you, yeah. you gotta earn it but uh they know what they gotta do they gotta they gotta uh they gotta follow that advice from the legendary wu-tang clan they gotta protect your neck uh oh yeah and uh that's what they're doing here so uh, thanks, folks, for sticking with us. For you, listeners, uh, you've just been listening to kind of a normal episode. For us, uh, we're doing the the first time we've ever done this. We we did back to back episodes, so uh, tried to keep the energy up. And I hope you enjoyed. And uh, looking forward to seeing you out there uh, and playing some hex banes and whatever else the future has to hold for us. You guys are living in the future. We're just <laughs> <thinking about it. laughs> All right. Uh, for what the heck, Seven Davy, and this is Phil.
Cool. We did it. Oh man. We yeah. did. We did it. Yeah. Uh, nothing like uh, technical difficulties on the one night you're ever trying to do two episodes at once. <laughs> yeah. Right. What the hell? It's like, okay. oh, I mean, hopefully we can make yeah. it a short night. Yeah. Hopefully um, we can just bang mm. through this. Just kidding. Yeah. Spend 40 minutes just dealing with computer stuff. I mean, I'm looking at the model right now. Whoops. Well, now I do have to edit it out. You have to. Huh? <laughs> there you go. Don't miss that one. People will be like, what? <laughs> what is he talking about? Um, yes. Okay.